Hey, everybody, and welcome to That Zoomcast. My name is Ryan Janke. We've got DJ, Pastor DJ Lura and Sarah DeYoung, and we are, we're Zooming again this week. We've had a lot of people that want us to just record, or, uh, have a, a video and audio. What do you guys think of that idea? I, I think they just can't get enough of our pretty faces, Ryan. Um... <laughs> I think we should seek help for anybody who wants to not only see our faces, but hear our voices for more than an hour a week. <laughs> oh, well, we'll have to, we'll have to figure it out. I've got some ideas. I got some stuff in the hopper. So. Well, you know what? It's funny that you mentioned uh, people that, that like the Zoom cast because we got some, we got some pretty great fans. I, I want to say thank you to a, uh, I don't know if it was um, a concerned listener or a random listener who decided that uh, we needed, um, uh, that I needed a, a label maker for the sound machine. So uh, whoever sent the label maker, thank you so much. Um, uh, we're going to make good use out of it. I've, I've given it a name. I've dubbed it Excalibur. And uh, it's going to uh, uh, be really good to finally be able to keep track of what sound needs to be made when. Here's the real question, though, DJ. Have you labeled your label maker? I haven't gotten that far yet. I got to label everything else first. And then finally, okay. I can label the label maker. So have you figured out who it was? No, not a clue. Not a clue. But I got a really nice man. And hey, there's Mr. Hey, hey. a special guest appearance. How's it going, man? I don't know if we can hear you because of my, my earbuds uh -oh. in here. Let's try this. Hey, how are you? Good. Good. Are you making a special guest appearance? No. Say <laughs> hi. Guess what? You're now, you're now a YouTube influencer. Yep. Nope. <laughs> and done. I don't know if I'm ready for that responsibility yet. Nope. <laughs> <clears throat> the joys of working from home, right? Yes, yes. Well, and like I shared with the staff uh, yesterday, I'll share with everyone else. Uh, we are quarantining now. Oh. Um, yeah, my, uh, uh, my wife, uh, Mel, um, tested positive for the coronavirus. She um, works in healthcare and gets tested twice a week. Mm. So, you know, if anyone is out there worried about getting tested, just keep in mind that the frontline workers get uh, a swab in the nose or spit in a cup or their cheek or whatever the latest test is for Melissa's um, office. It's the nose twice a week. And in eight months, uh, it was a good run. She didn't, didn't uh, come back positive one time, but she did this last time. And now our entire house is quarantining maybe for the rest of the 2020, which is good way to be done with 2020. We'll just stay at <laughs> home and wait it out. Uh, <laughs> well, the, the kids and I go in for, um, testing tomorrow. That's what the school district suggested that we do is okay. wait a couple days. So, okay. So, uh, first of all, how is she doing? Is she, did she have any symptoms or is she doing okay or? Yeah. I mean, the symptoms are, it's funny when you read about it. Um, you know, the thing about COVID-19 as I've understood it is that it's, it's incredibly contagious. I mean, it just is like, it's like a forest fire, the way it spreads. Um, for most people, it's not, I don't know how to say this, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to downplay it, 
because it is it is dangerous. But for most people, the symptoms are are minor, mm-hmm. um, but it can be bad. Um, in Mel's case, she's had the same type of uh, uh, symptoms as a as like a minor flu. Okay. Uh, she had she had a headache for one day. Um, uh, she's been getting, you know, body chills, you know, the aches and pains of that kind of stuff. And, uh, she got a sore throat yesterday. Um, I can find for myself and I haven't been tested yet, but I've been getting a cough has been coming on and you know, who knows what it is. That's why you go to get tested. Uh, but that's, that's at least what, what they are in our house. You've heard about people losing, uh, the ability to, to smell or, or, lose lose taste yeah Um, that that hasn't happened here uh but so far it just kind of seems like like it's a like it's a cold or a or or like flu-like symptoms yeah um i've heard from uh several different people because it's it's um kind of a, a, a hot issue right now in north dakota so i've had people close to me and the same kind of thing like you said um my cousin and his wife both got it. Uh, she she was in bed for mm-hmm. you know about a week, I think, and and really struggled with it. Um, where he was like, I've been in worse shape before, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and the same kind of thing. I know an, another uh, friend of ours, their son, um, he's in his teens, and he was knocked out for three or four days with it, with a, a high fever. And, you know, so yeah, yeah like you said. It's- you know, I can remember the sickest that I ever was, was when I was, I was actually in college, I was 22. And I had, um, it, it was over the winter season, you know, how it gets pretty cold here and stuff. And, and um, that's when things seem to percolate inside houses when you're not able to be outside. But I got really, I got, I got sick with like a, like a head cold that ended up turning into pneumonia. Mm. And I was so sick that I turned down free tickets to go see Metallica at the Metrodome. You couldn't have been that sick. That's how sick I was. I, I was ready to go. And the day of the concert, I felt so horrible. I was like, I, I can't go. You know you're sick when you turn down free Metallica tickets at the Metrodome. Because wow. if I just said the sniffles, I would have toughed it out. But <laughs> I felt so bad. So, oh, that's and, terrible. Well, and I th- and the the impression I got is that's it can be like that with the with the coronavirus. But at least in our household, uh, so far that has not been the case, and and hopefully it won't be. So, well, I had um, I had influenza. Which is the worst of the two influenzas? Is it A, influenza A? I think sure. I had that. Uh, I got that on Easter one. Whichever year. one has it going out of both ends at the same time. That's the bad one, I think. Uh, which one is that, A or B? <laughs> well, this wasn't like that. Um, okay. I, n- not joking here, uh, I didn't think I was ever going to get better with whichever oh, wow. one it was. I, I woke up uh, Easter morning, and, um, man, I was like, my throat was a little raw and I had a headache and, and, um, I told, I told Tabitha, I I don't think I can go over to your parents' place for supper tonight. And, um, she, she and the kids went and by the time they came home, 
I was in, I was in really bad shape and, um, not, not one of my smarter moments. I went to work on Monday and I came home and I told the kids, well, you guys, I'm sure you've got, you got a shower and do your homework and stuff. Go do that. And I laid down on the bed and, uh, next thing I knew it was about three hours later and tab was waking me up saying, I think you maybe should go into the doctor. And mm-hmm. I had that and it was a week long. And like I said, I didn't think I was ever going to get better. I pretty much slept for a week solid. Wow. Uh, so what, did they have Tamiflu? Were you able to get, take Tamiflu or anything like I, that? Did that help at all? I took it. Um, you know, so I've heard that with Tamiflu, if you don't start it right away, it's not as effective. Right. Um, and maybe I started it too late or maybe I'm just a wimp but uh, I, I didn't feel like it did a whole lot for me, but maybe it did. Mm-hmm. Well, so yeah, this stuff's nothing to mess around with though. No. Um, yeah. So it's, it's the season that we're in and, and it's, it's like, you know, we started thinking, well, how did we, how, how did we get this? We've been good about wearing masks and social distancing and so on. And it's like, it's everywhere now. It, it, it would be, you know, you can go outside and go to the grocery store and just, uh, just happen to pick it up. Yeah. And so, well, I, th- I think, I mean, masks, you know, they, they do help. Um, but you know, there's more than just wearing masks, I guess, to, yeah. to prevent it. So, um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a weird, weird time. So mm-hmm. when is the last time? And I, I have, maybe this would be a better question for later, or maybe we'll, we'll just jump into it now. Uh, when is the last Christmas or Christmas Eve that you have not been in a church building? Because I don't know that you'll make it this year. Um, this would be the first time. Ever. Since, since probably 1976, which was the the Christmas before I was born. <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah. isn't that something? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. That would be that would yeah Christmas Eve and or Christmas Day. Right, right. Because we uh, we were the dream team last Christmas Eve. <laughs> it, it was us. We were the whole show. Uh, <laughs> great. Uh, well, so you, me uh, and our five, five, uh, congregants who showed up that night. <laughs> well, there's a few more than that, I think. Um, so, well, the, so we have a lot of, we have questions again this week. And so, um, I will move into the ones that are, there the, the couple that are sort of similar to that one, which is asking, uh, the question is, and it comes from, The Satrum 3 is how I labeled it. Um, What is... That reminds reminds me of like the the Asgardian gods from... uh, What are the... the, 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 What are they called? The three... The the Warriors 3 or something like that from Thor. And you have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? I I know what I know what you're talking about. For, you're talking the, from Avengers and yes, yeah, yeah, from the Thor movies, the 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 Warriors Three or the the whatever they're called. They're Thor's buddies. I always I think of uh, um, uh, the Holy Grail when uh, they go to the to the bridge and they gotta pass the troll 
is is uh, I forget how it goes, but uh, something about the the other side of if you wish to see, you must answer me these questions three. Remember, <laughs> what is your favorite color? <laughs> what is your quest? If, yeah, that's what I think. That's what it is. If the other side you wish to see, you must answer me these questions three. <laughs> then the then the, the the first guy or two gets like, "What's your favorite color?" Right. All that kind of stuff. And then uh, what was it? What is the uh, uh, ground to air velocity of a whatever? <laughs> they get shot into the gorge. <laughs> you have oh. no idea what I'm talking about, do you, Sarah? I have. I. <laughs> There are certain movies that I don't ever have to see because I've worked here long enough that people have just quoted me, I think, the whole movie. Sarah, that is worth a YouTube check just for I've that. Seen, I've scene. seen the clip. I've okay. seen the Holy Grail, but yeah, like, uh, Holy Grail, uh, Princess Bride, I feel like Star Wars. I, I've been around enough quotes that I get the gist of it. I can see the humor in it. So. <laughs> well, so that, that's what I picture with the Setrums 3. Do they have three <laughs> questions for us? What yeah, is my got... favorite color? Uh... <laughs> well, uh, so they it was all one question, but I'm going to break it up into two. So okay. uh, the, the first one is, what is your favorite... Uh, well... The question is, what is your favorite slash most memorable mishap during a service? You can answer that however you want or in multiple ways if you wish. See, the hard thing with that is I've had so many mishaps in worship that I don't know if I can na na nail it down to a single one. You know, like um, Paul was pointing out to me that I was, I was preaching on probably baptism, and I made a statement like, my baptism happened on April 1st, 1978. And I wasn't even there, I think is what I said. And <laughs> what I meant was I, the 42 year old, does, I don't remember it because I was a baby when it happened. Right. And right? that was just a recent, that was just this. this yeah, thing, right? that, that, that's, that's normal. That's like a Tuesday. Um, <laughs> The first time that I was, uh, I was in my first call, and I was the associate pastor at, at this church, and uh, it was the first time that the lead pastor kind of felt comfortable enough to go and take a vacation without, you know, allowing me basically to run, to run, run the service. As the Pastor Cross would say, here are the keys, don't wreck it, right? Here are the keys, don't wreck it. And so um, the service is, is almost done. I thought it went off impeccably i say to the congregation go in peace serve the lord and all of a sudden as people begin to say thanks be to god the doors to leave the sanctuary are closed by the ushers who then begin to walk down the aisles with the offering plates because i had completely forgotten to do the offertory in the service okay and so it was just kind of one of those moments everyone everyone got it everyone started chuckling um, and it, it was fine. They took the offering and, and off we went. But I felt, I felt uh, so bad because I'm like, man, I, I blew it. Come on. You're better than that. Uh, the first time getting to lead the worship service without the lead pastor there. So that's so, the one I can think of off the top of my head. 
So you said offertory. There's they. I've seen that uh, offering and offertory. What's what's the difference? So the offertory is just like it. It's a liturgical phrase meaning the part in the worship service where there is an offering collected. Okay. And there's along with it is also a a call to offering, a um, liturgical move of the offering plates being dispersed and then collected and then them being brought forth and placed on the altar with a prayer and a blessing that uh, these gifts that we bring forth that God would use them to his glory for the sake of the kingdom. That the entire thing, the entire chunk of that in the liturgy is known as the offertory. Okay, gotcha. You know, in the church, we have a bunch of names. If you, if you go to the, the old school liturgy, that the Lutheran tradition is based on, there's all kinds of things like that that have Latin phrases that we haven't really translated into English. We've just kind of taken the form of it into English. Things like saying, um, you know, if, if you follow, if you know traditional Lutheran worship, if that's your language of worship, if I said something like, at this time we're gonna sing the, the, the Gloria, they'll know what I'm talking about. Or we're gonna sing the Agnus Dei. A lot of it is musical. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you can't leave the service without the nunc dimittis. These are all different terms that are kind of like uh, the, the different parts of the liturgy. And within each one of the parts, there's uh, different things that the pastor says and that the congregation says or does in response. Okay. Does that, does that kind of make sense? Yep. Yep. That does. So. Yep. Okay. Uh Sarah, you've been working, how long have you been working at Atonement now? Two years? Three years? Three years. Three years. Do you have any mishaps? You're kind of behind the scenes though. Yeah, mine are mostly misspellings that later get roasted. Like, (laughs) um, there was one Sunday that I used, before we started live streaming, I was the one who built the slides on both ends. So, I was in a hurry and I was getting them typed up and I didn't notice it until I was re-watching the sermon video to make the social media post for the week that I accidentally put Coors, Corinthians instead of Corinthians, I added an extra O or something. And man, senior pastor Paul Cross, real quick about putting that one up. Oh, so, somebody must've been thinking, and he was like, Coors Light or Coors this or Coors that. And I just was like, post-traumatic of just like oh my goodness (laughs) and you know what you cannot get anything by him no even him even himself like there will be times where he's like oh somebody messed that up oh wait no that was me oh no that makes sense like there are a couple sermons that you can find him having a full like proofreading conversation in the sermon (laughs) yeah mine's mostly misspellings because i was in a hurry and didn't take the time to proofread which i should always do that's funny. Yeah. So, um, my I've been working here since June of 2019, and so finally, I don't remember how long uh, into me working here it was. Finally, they convinced me to do something during a Sunday service. So I was like, "All right, I'll I'll do the the children's message during the uh, during the services." So I went down to the sanctuary and I got my my head my headset the mic all put on and everything had the tape the whole works and man that thing it was like it was alive 
because it was moving around on my ear, jumping around. I couldn't keep it on. And then, so I was so worried about the mic on my ear that I forgot what I was even talking to the kids about. And so I finished up and I was like, well, that's it. I'll never have to do another children's message as long as I live. Because <laughs> that was so bad. But Well, I blew that. I got that <laughs> off. The... Totally forgot what I was talking about. Like I got to a point where I was like, what's the message today? I have no idea what I'm even saying. Well, you know what? And speaking of, of things like that around here, I mean, distract for the most part, I, I, when I'm leading worship, I don't get distracted usually. Um, I, there's only been a couple of times, usually when, when my kids were real little, um, they were the ones that could kind of throw me. Like if kids cry in church or get upset, that never bothers me unless it's my kids. But a couple weeks ago, I was in the middle of uh, talking directly to the broadcast congregation, and someone on the, uh, the, the broadcast team started doing jumping jacks in the hallway, and I completely blanked on what I was saying because I thought that we had, we had like a dead stick, you know, like, like there was no broadcast going out. And I don't know what I was saying. I just kept babbling. And I might have to go back and watch the video. You know, uh, Amy said it, it all sounded good, but I have no idea what I said because I was just like, uh-oh, what, what's going wrong here? And as soon as I was done and um, the, the camera moved to the singers, I went racing out of the hallway to find out what went wrong. It turned out that that broadcast uh, uh, technician was just stretching and needed to do some jumping jacks. And, and it wasn't like warning me in the back like this like something terrible had happened so oh, he was just loosening up just yeah just keeping it loose <laughs> so what i'm saying is i hear you brother that that, <laughs> that distraction can be like sometimes the holy spirit has to take over and just you keep your mouth shut and let the holy spirit do the talking so oh, that, yeah that thing was red the only thing it didn't do was choke me i mean it was like i could not keep the the, the tape was all funny and it was ripping my beard out and uh, it was terrible so yeah but you've done such a great job with your your videos and and ongoing i think we we didn't let you stop at that point i think you've done like gosh you must have about a thousand children's sermons under your belt in the last year well i think it was one of those deals where it can't get any worse right so. <laughs> i miss the children's sermons i miss handing out the smarties that was yeah that was fun yep yeah, that's, uh, I missed that too. So, all right. Anything else on that question? Well, Ryan, when you were sharing yours, my first thought was, I don't know why this sticks out to me. I think it's because I just always find it hilarious. Because I remember one of the children's messages that you were doing, you were asking them all these questions and these kids just weren't having it at all. So like you'd ask questions like, oh, do you ever have that? Oh no, just me. Okay, that's fine. And it was like every single question you ask, and it always stands out in my mind because it makes me laugh so much. Like it was all these kids just like dull-eyed, not having it, not answering your questions. And I I don't even remember how you ended it, but it was just hilarious. Uh -huh. I, I I've done I've done some children's sermons just like that where I've been there and been like, uh Hello, is this thing on? <laughs> my on? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, there's times you can tell that they're there for the Smarties. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, moving on. Dave J. 
We love Dave J. Big uh, big listener, Dave J. Thanks for sending. Well, first of all, thank you to the Tree for for sending your question in. Uh, and Dave J. asks, as we record this on December the third. How much whipped cream is appropriate for Thanksgiving pie? I think he's asking the question wrong. I think it should be how little whipped cream is appropriate for pumpkin pie. Like there, there's a minimum. I don't know if there's a maximum. Yeah. I think, I think if, you can get, if you can get it to hold without tipping over, you're, you're good. If it, if, it, if it gets so high that it plops over, then... Well, if... If you ask my daughter Haley, if you're worried, if you're worried about a tipping over, you don't have any, near enough on there. Uh, the, the Thanksgiving night, I'm I'm watching TV, and I knew that she had come upstairs. She came up behind me, and but all of a sudden, they hear like she. I mean, there's no way you could have seen any more pie. And I look over because I heard it stop. So I was going to make, you know, some smart comment about, did you put enough on there? But I look over and then I see this <sighs> loading, loading up even more. So it's called an appetizer. That's right. <laughs> you got to get your palate ready first. You know, you got to. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to zap it, you know, just out of the blue. Yeah, well, to me, uh, uh, yeah, the, the more the merrier with the whipped cream. But what about you, Sarah? Well, this is, I feel like, the question I have to ask first is, do you do can, like the ready whipped can of whipped cream? Or we do tubs of whipped cream. Mm. Because, cool. yeah, because my mom also, we make the Midwest salad of jello, marshmallows, cool whip, all mixed in. So she just goes, all right, here's like the big one for Watergate salad. And then here's about, she figures about like one tub per two people. Mm. So we get about six of them. Well, I'm not picky. Um, I'll, I'll take, I'll take it in whatever form, including uh, I've had it actually made from whipping cream before too. That's fancy. So, yeah. I, I will say that I'm, I'm a ready whip fan, but only because um, this must have happened to me at some point, but I think that sour cream was used in the place of Cool Whip. Oh. That'll ruin your day. That'll ruin yeah. your week. So Tabitha does not like ham salad at all. Like the ham spread you put on, on your sandwich. Yeah, that's gross. Well, to this day, I love it. But to this day, she won't eat uh, country crock butter either because at some point in her youth, somebody filled that country crock tub to the top with uh, ham spread uh, and it didn't go over well. I have to have her tell the story to know exactly what happened, but country crock's not allowed in our house. Yeah, you, I, you, those things I think really, really do etch down to some deep trauma, uh, mm -hmm. some some childhood uh, devastation that took place. Yeah, I can't eat um, white chocolate because I I can recall at, being at four years old eating like remember those pretzels were were covered in like white chocolate when yeah. we were kids. Delicious. Well, I ate some of those and I got sick. Oh. 
And so, and to this day, it's like, I can remember the taste of what that tastes like. And that I haven't had any in about 30 years, but I can still remember the taste of white chocolate. And it's like, nope, no thanks. My sister has the same thing with roast beef. She won't eat roast beef because... Uh, um, had a bad experience. Huh? Yeah. Nobody else got sick. Don't know what it was, but yeah, she won't touch it. Hmm. So, all right. Well, thank you, Dave J for that question. Do you know what I like about him? With his initials, I can call him DJ. That's true. Or Deej. I like that. Deej. Isn't that what they called uh, uh, Candace Cameron in uh, Full House? House, yep. Yeah, that was her character. Yeah. Yep. But they called her Deej, right? Yeah. Well, and that's, that was my nickname growing up because I'm from a small town and your nicknames get nicknames. So. <laughs> I suppose... Uh, have you ever been to the to the the uh, house by the houses that they have at the beginning of Full House? The the they call them the Painted Ladies in San Francisco. No, I can't say that I have. Yeah. yeah. What's Did that? you guys go? Yeah. yeah right. Yep. Can, can fact, you go up and take pictures at the at the house? We did. So we went to across from there is a park. And that's where they filmed the, the, like the intro and stuff for Full House. So um, I'm not in the picture, but we have a picture with uh, everybody who went on that mission trip to San Francisco reenacting the, the picture from the beginning of Full House where, where they're kind of sitting around on the grass and the, the houses are, are in the background. But we, we have one of those, Zach is uh, uh, in that picture. So, yep, that was that was fun. Yeah, we were there uh, uh, in the the summer of 2019. So we went and saw that. San Francisco is San Francisco proper is small. It's smaller than Fargo Moorhead. San Francisco, the the city, just the yeah. city itself. Yeah, geographic. You know the 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 acres. Is the trolley where... just in the San Francisco city? You know, we stayed, when we were there, we stayed in Oakland, and I don't remember seeing the trolley, so I would have to assume so. And the city is right down on the bay, isn't it? Yeah. It's almost like a peninsula, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, you got water on three sides. Yeah. Yep, it was, uh, but you can, I mean, you could uh, just about walk, really, wherever you want to go. It's a seven by seven mile square. Oh, so it's a big grid. Mm-hmm. Isn't it hilly? Oh, yeah. Yep. Very. There were times uh, I was scaring everybody. We had the 15-passenger van, and we'd be driving along, and you'd, you'd be on this hill, and all of a sudden, it literally looked like you were going to drive off a cliff. And so, me being me, I would say, I don't think this road is done. What? You know, that's, that's too easy. You got a bunch of kids from Fargo, North Dakota. The biggest hill in here is the dike. Yeah, I mean, you 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 got to drive to Jamestown, and you start to get a little bit of a dip, and it's like, woo! Put your hands up, kids. We're going on a roller coaster ride. Oh, so you know, and then San Francisco also has Lombard Street, and that's yeah. the one that you see that's a big snake, you know. Yeah. Um, and it says that you're not supposed to drive anything bigger than I can't remember you know, anything bigger than a minivan probably down that. And I was going to take that 15 passenger van down there and I let Zach talk me out of it. Um, and I, I still, 
I still regret it to this day that I didn't drive it down there. Can you imagine being living in North Dakota your entire life where this is pretty much the grade of everything? It yep. might go up a little down and it's completely straight in one direction, barely rises and falls, and then going to San Francisco where many roads are like at a 40 degree grade yeah. or a 35 degree grade. I mean, I can just imagine you're like, oh my goodness, what's... Well, what's and you know, and I come from a, a street department background where we plowed snow all winter and I'm looking at that going, what if it snowed here? What right. They, what if they had an ice storm? Ryan had the Midwest dab response going, man, I hate to have to plow that driveway. I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, ha having lived a good, a good chunk of my life in the Seattle area, I can tell you exactly what would happen if it snowed in San Francisco because it's almost the exact same thing in Seattle. Everything shuts down and people lose their minds. Comes to a screeching halt, right? Oh, uh, we when we moved there, I was in fifth grade, and I thought it was the coolest thing that in January I got to wear shorts to school. <laughs> January sixteenth, I'll never forget it. It was like fifty, sixty degrees outside, so of course I had shorts on and a t-shirt. Yeah. And that weekend there was a snow, and. Um, so I went to school Thursday and Friday that weekend it snowed and it snowed an eighth of an inch and they canceled school. And both my brother and I looked at us at each other at, being from small town, North Dakota going, this is the greatest place ever, <laughs> you know? And there was an eighth of an inch of snow at the time. My dad had a, had a four wheel drive, uh, Jimmy GMC, Jimmy. And so our, our new neighbors came over and, and basically begged my dad to take them to the grocery store because they were afraid to drive at an eighth of an inch of snow. And when dad said, when he got to the grocery store, you would have thought that the apocalypse had happened. People were clearing out shelves and it was all gone in like a day and a half, but <laughs> the they horror. don't know what to do. The horror. Yeah. I mean, in the mountains, they're fine, but, but <laughs> down by the water, they don't know what to do. They lose their minds. Oh um, man. Yeah. And frankly, if you don't know how to drive on it and you have a lot of hills and trees, it's better that you don't drive on snow mm -hmm. anyway. Hey, you know, I don't, uh, I don't want to start anything here, but like you said, it's flat here. There's a lot of people here that I wouldn't trust <laughs> driving on, on hills in the snow. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. <laughs> you know, and one thing about here is if you skid out, usually um, if you're not in Fargo, if you're, if you're out in the country, which is most of North Dakota, You'll, you'll skid into a ditch and you'll hopefully be able to drive yourself back out and on, and on you go. In other parts of the country, like San Francisco, like Seattle, like where I was in Philadelphia or even Charlotte, if you skid off the road, you're going right into a tree mm -hmm. um, or right into a building. Yeah, so, there's, there's no trees here either. Yeah. It's also the perk of Fargo. This is my biggest like culture shock is in Sioux Falls, before it snows, you will have like an inch of ice underneath that snow. So at least like in North Dakota, if you're gonna like spin out, you're just spinning out on snow that's a little bit slick. Like you're not dealing with any type of ice. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, it's amazing what the difference is in climate 250 miles south of here. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, I don't even know how we got there. Oh, yeah, Dave's we'll start... question. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, this isn't a question, but we did get uh, we did get a YouTube video sent to us from Doctor S that we can link in the description. We won't play it here, um, but it is a song by a fellow named Brandon Heath 
called The Day After Thanksgiving, and I agree 100%. Uh, that's where I'll leave that. We'll, we'll put the link in the description. Cool. And Brandon Heath, he's, a, he's a, like a famous uh, contemporary Christian singer, isn't he? I uh, don't know. Okay. I'm not sure. Well, I'm glad the good doctor sent us some, some good material there. Yep, yep, she did. Uh, okay, so last question that I have on, uh, for this week comes from, I'm skeptical uh, as to whether this is really from this person or not. Comes from Bob Vance of Vance Refrigeration. And it says, Bob, Bob writes, Creed. So, so I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show my cards here. Who, who is that? Who is Bob Vance from Vance Refrigeration? I, I don't know the reference. He's married to Phyllis on The Office, and Phyllis is like one of the longtime kind of like humdrum old ladies who works it for Dunder Mifflin. Okay. Okay. Because he worked on the floor below them. Okay. <laughs> well, I know. I know. I get. I get the Dunder Mifflin reference, but Bob yeah. Vance was a bit out of my. Uh, he uh, always introduces himself as like Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration, like personal plug every time. I can't yeah. believe you guys haven't seen the office. That's just. Nope. Got nothing. I, anyway. I was saying this earlier. Like when when the office was really popular, I think I was in my mid 20s and really busy uh, and i, I kind of think of the office as being like um in the same line as like and i could be wrong on this but when i was a kid i remember mash was a really big deal when i was really little and then uh when i was uh, in my adolescence to tween age as they would say nowadays it was cheers cheers was the big show and I kind of see like the office as being like that. It, like it was, it was a sitcom, but it wasn't, it was a bit more, um, it, it wasn't like the full house type sitcom. It was a different kind of sitcom, like more adult maybe. Yeah. So, and, and yeah, so I, I just, I want to, I want to say that that's more your, um, the office is your cheers, Sarah. <laughs> Does that yeah, make sense? Friends is in between. Yeah, for, but Friends has more like a soap opera-ish type. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I, I love Friends, um, but it, it's different. It's not the same type of humor as The Office or, or what Cheers was or what MASH was before it. Yeah. So, well, I, I watched, I think, the first episode, and it was like. Gotta get past the first season. Yeah. First season, all of them suck. So anyway, Bob, Bob Vance writes, did Adam and Eve have belly buttons? If they did, were they just decoration? Is that it? Oh, is it? Uh, you know, I would say uh, from Bob Vance, Advanced Refrigeration, or Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration, what a great question, because this is the type of stuff that scholars have been, um, you know, noodling their brains about for a thousand years. It's the same type of question that I'm going to pass to you guys that sounds like this. How many angels 
can dance on the head of a pin. Hmm. I don't know. No, no, right? Can it's, be it, it, it's something to think about. It's something that, hmm, that's a, that's a good question. I don't, know, I don't know how to answer that. Or another question like, uh, can God create a rock that's too heavy for God to lift? Mm. That's what I think of with this question of, did Adam and Eve have belly buttons? Um, we don't know. We don't know. And, and if uh, they had belly buttons, would they, they just be decoration? Yeah, I think they would. Um, but whether or not they had belly buttons, uh, what ends up happening with Adam and Eve in entering into um, the original sin is that everyone after them who came after them, their belly button becomes proof of their sin mm. in that they get obsessed with staring at them, ah. um, which is what the original sin is. It's self-celebration. It's being turned in on yourself and staring at your own belly button. So whether or not Adam and Eve had belly buttons, they certainly passed it on to everyone else that came uh, from that point on to this day. Mm. You ever wonder if you're a sinner? My answer is usually, do you have a belly button? Because if you have a belly button, then yeah, you're a sinner. Yeah. You're, you're, you need the forgiveness of Christ. You need Jesus. So yeah. I said that in church one day, and I had a guy, very good friend, uh, uh, a missionary to Tanzania. He came up, big smile on his face like he always had, and he said, you know, pastor, that was a great sermon. He said, but from what you told me, I'm not a sinner. I said, why is that? He goes, I don't have a belly button. And I started laughing. I said, what do you mean you don't have a belly button? He said, they took it out years ago when I had my cancer surgery. They just removed the belly button. I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, then you're, you don't have any proof of your sin. You are sinless, I guess. You got rid of your belly button. Isn't the belly button just a big scar? Well, yeah, it's the, well, and it's the residual of, of the um, umbilical cord. Umbilical cord, yeah. yeah. So... Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to answer it. It's a great question. It's, it's like I said, it's one of those questions that's like, it's great to speculate about. It doesn't really affect my faith too much, whether or not they had one or not. But um, yeah, I like, I like the idea that Adam and Eve did not have belly buttons. Sarah, you're smiling. What's happening? I, I just like DJ. That's a good answer. That it's our original sin. It's a reminder of it. Well, I wasn't expecting that. Like he's been practicing that one, I think. But you didn't was, think I was going to get all theological with that no, question, did you? I feel like we need to insert the like good answer, good answer, the, like family feud bit. Well, I don't have my sound machine and Excalibur's in my office, and until I'm all out of uh, the quarantine, I can't label it. But 2021. <laughs> 2021, oh. man. Yeah. Oh. Soon. Can't wait. 20, Can't wait. 28 days? Yep, 28 days. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's been a crazy year. We've had all sorts of stuff. And now, as of yesterday, we had Wednesday afternoon NFL. Right? Huh? Wednesday football. Yeah. How crazy is that? Yeah. Well, yeah. We, had two, we had Tuesday earlier this season, didn't we? Tuesday evening? Yeah. But they've had Tuesday football before. 
Yeah. Do you know why they haven't been in the afternoon? Not a clue. Because NBC already had uh, an agreement to broadcast the lighting of the homely Christmas tree in New York. <laughs> does it look better? I haven't looked at it. Yeah, I think it still looks sad. Yeah, I, I don't know if they got a new one or... I hope not. That was the perfect Christmas tree for 2020. Yeah. That just, that, that just summed it all up, I thought. Yeah. Don't make it pretty. Just let it, let it show warts and all. Reminds me of that uh, printout that Mark has outside his office that said, uh, if 2020 were an ice cream flavor and it's a guy driving down the street with a, a liver and onions ice cream truck. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Yes, sir. Yep. So. Yes, sir. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we've got we've got some cool stuff coming up. Uh, we've got some guests coming up in the next few weeks. That'll be fun. Um, and uh, if if anybody has any more questions, you can submit them um, at thatpodcast.net um, and at atonement.live as well. Right, Sarah? Uh oh. I'm still there. I think it's just Ryan. Oh, now, hey, you're you okay, buddy. You almost got raptured oh. there. Well, it's telling me my internet connection is unstable. I better wrap this up then. Yeah, it must be a sign. So anyway, you can submit your questions at thatpodcast.net or they can do it at atoma.live as well. Right, Sarah? Uh, yes. <laughs> it's easier. Just go to thatpodcast.net. That podcast. Why not? <laughs> All right. So we have services coming up this Sunday, 9 a.m. and 1039 is a traditional service. Uh, 1030 is a modern service. You can find them at atonement.live, atonementfargo.org, or on uh, YouTube uh, by searching Atonement Fargo. Um, who would like to pray us out this week? I can. All right. Gracious God, thank you for our time together this day. And I pray blessing on um, everyone who is listening, that you would keep them healthy and safe, and that uh, uh, you would reveal your goodness this Christmas season uh, leading up to 2021. All this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll catch you next week for another riveting episode of that podcast.